Hello, beautiful. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? I am Heidi Esther. I'm a storyteller and a joy coach. I empower women who take care of the world and helping professionals to break out of those self-defeating emotional and thought loops. Yes, kind of like going around when we get caught going around and around the tiny little fish bowls we were given that we don't even realize so that we can cultivate and help them cultivate self-leadership skills and rewrite our stories to start with joyfully ever after. I can do this because I've been there, a mommy doormat in the trenches, doing and being for everybody else because that's how I was made, right? To be a helper, try to take care of the world. I walked through a dozen years of loss, grief, growth, healing, bad poetry, drunken mom karaoke, and discovering, I really discovered something more miraculous than dark chocolate, I know, which is hard for me, my joyful purpose. I have over 17 years experience as a professional relationship builder. I'm a veteran storyteller and mama, engineer, and poet. And while I can't remember where I put my car keys some days, I can listen to your story, look back at mine, and see the thousands of steps it took me to create my joy. And I can see the steps and the tools that can help you cultivate your joyfully ever after. I'm creating a neighborhood where we peel back those layers and roles that no longer serve us so that we can develop support and resilience and that juicy emotional intelligence and find our own self-wisdom inside so that we can tap our joy. Or I guess you can think of me if Captain Marvel and Mr. Rogers had a baby who loved baking chocolate chip cookies. I know. I love me some chocolate chip cookies. Anyway, hello, beautiful, and welcome. I hope that you are having a fabulous day. If you are joining me live or in the replay, feel free to either email me at howdy at heidiester.com to let me know how you're doing and how you're taking care of yourself. Or you could just put it in the chat if you are on one of the social channels. So we'd love to know. So today we are talking about self-leadership. So please send me your questions. You can either send me those at howdy at heidiester.com or pop them in the chat on the socials. And I will get back to you as soon as possible. So how am I taking care of myself today? Well, I did, I had a lot going on and I still scheduled time for me. So I scheduled time to do a meditation before I started work this morning, even though it put pushed everything a little bit back. It just kind of recentered my heart and let me know that I'm going to be okay and I'm going to get done what I need to get done today and that everything is a burning house on fire. <laughs> so sometimes we kind of think that like, we got to do everything. And our phone's like buzz. And it's like, oh my God, do I have to answer that? And so most of the times the answer is no. So, all right. So today I am going to start 
I'm going to start with a story. And speaking of House on Fire, I call it Burning Day. I sat on my bed, staring, no, squinting at the clock on my dresser. Why? Well, because I had my glasses off, but why? Because I was crying. Why? Well, that was complicated. Lots of reasons. But the top reason, that day was Sunday. And not just any Sunday. My first day without my kids or my spouse or another appointment or task on my calendar to, you know, meet with somebody in like, I don't know, four months. So I needed to capitalize on every single waking moment to work. Specifically to write my signature self-leadership keynote um, that probably has been lounging around in my head for like, I don't know, two years. So I recently declared to the universe that I was ready to do my keynotes in like a lightning bolt. The opportunity came to share it like weeks, not months before that date. So, but I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So then I stalled. I had like kids and meetings and dinner and household chores. I kind of scribbled an outline one morning and woke up. And then I got quiet and I got a little withdrawn. And when I get a little withdrawn, I kind of do my Heisman thing where I put my hand out and, you know, I get a little snarky and push off on other people. Unfortunately, that was during a date night. So apologies to my wife. Um, then it was Sunday, like that's the day, right? The day the riding rubber meets the road. And what did I try to do? I tried to fix my stovetop. No, I'm handy, but not that kind of handy. Then I spent two hours like grumpy Smurf style beating myself up about how I couldn't fix it. Um, yeah. So I felt, I just, I just kept like, the community in my head was not polite and I felt like a failure. Like everything was just pointing me towards like, why, you know, why even bother? So another quieter voice inside of me, you know, I sat down and said, enough is enough. I sat down and I just, I just let myself cry. I didn't grumpy smurf myself um, to, you know, shame myself over crying. I just cried. And then I was calm. And then I started writing my keynote. Three hours later, I felt better. I think I was about halfway through. I cried again because I felt it was kind of lousy. Um, and even though I really, really didn't want to, after crying, I meditated because I was like, all right, let's figure out. So in meditation, a lot of times I, I try to just calm down. And then I'm able to face that not polite part of me. And I took belly breaths, right? To like, because a lot of times when I get really stressed out, I don't know what you do, but like I clench my belly. A lot of people feel their stress like in their shoulder area, but I clench my belly. So I took deep belly breaths to try to like relax. So I remember feeling kind of like I was in a rowboat with someone like stomping their feet and trying to like rock the rowboat to like pull me over. Um, and they're like splashing their oar at me. So I was like just with someone having a temper tantrum, but I was, I was, I stayed in the boat. And I got up, I took a walk. I took the dogs for a walk because, you know, they need walks. And um, I felt really heavy, but I, I just kept going. I did like, you know, and I was kind of annoyed. Um, and my one dog who keeps sniffing, Olive, 
my my sweetness. She loves loves sniffing everything, and I think it's part because she's part dachshund. Definitely not the part Chihuahua part. Um, and then after dinner, usually I do like a little emotional check in with my wife, but I was like, I can't, I can't. You know, I just really needed to do something else. And so uh, another voice inside of me said it was time. And then I made and ate my favorite brownies, my fudgy brownies. Then I cuddled with my uh, my dog, Olive. I watched some Ted Lasso. So, you know, a little positivity there. And I went straight to bed. And the next day, I cleaned up my inner house. Kind of like you'd imagine people sweeping up streets after a push with like push brooms after a flood, like all that stuff comes up. And I had a productive and a very joyful day. So what happened here? Am I bipolar? Am I in need of a therapist? How did I turn all of that heaviness around so quickly? How did I do it? Two words or one word for you, I guess, because it's hyphenated. Self-leadership. Yep. So what is self-leadership? Self-leadership is a process that I learned through my decade of transformational growth from mommy doormat to joyful woman on fire with a mission to save the world in her own way by helping women overcome, right? Those self-defeating emotional thought loops and uh, tapping into their own joy, joyfully ever afters. So there are five main keys, five main big umbrella lessons that I went through. And so I use different pieces of these to get me from hot mess to feeling better. So it depends on what I'm going through. Like if I'm feeling like low self-esteem or if I'm feeling depressed or if I'm feeling, uh, if I have some guilt that came up. Um, So different pieces of self-leadership I use to help me um, get out of those loops so I can get back to joy as soon as possible. Like I don't sit in that place. Yeah, I sit with the negative feelings and the uncomfortable feelings and all of that because it's important to feel our feelings. When we don't feel our feelings, we push them inside. And then, you know what? Emotions are like teachers. They're like one of the most powerful teachers that we have because they teach us by listening to what our bodies are telling us and what our emotions are telling us. We are understanding what you know, what is working, what is not working, what we want to go towards. So even those butterflies in your stomach are telling you that you're really excited and you're also really scared to do that thing. And then the resilience piece of self-leadership is telling you, you can do it and you are worthy enough to do it and you have patience for yourself and then you develop compassion. So anyway, all right, let's get on to the five keys of self-leadership. So the first main key, I'm not going to go through them all in super detail, but if you'd like 
to learn more about self-leadership and work with me in like joy coaching and, you know, work on all the different self-leadership skills. Um, you can always email me at howdy at HeidiEster.com. You can also contact me on my website at HeidiEster.com forward slash contact hyphen me. So, all right. Thank you to say contact me. And then that's my contact me page. And then we can have a coffee or a virtual coffee chat. So the first key is responsibility. So I am not talking about responsibility like, ah, oh, responsibility for the house, responsibility for the kids, responsibility for like eating our vegetables, responsibility, um, right, for all of our finances. We as helpers are some of the most, if not the most, most, most responsible people on the planet. We do all the things. We cook and chauffeur and listen and care for and do all of those. But you know what is missing? Responsibility for our happiness. We take, we need to take, learn to take responsibility for our happiness. Because what is so important about happiness? You know how I told you feelings are like your, you know, your biggest, biggest teachers, happiness is your north, is your north. It, it tells you what you want to go towards. And once we put happiness first, when we take responsibility, 100% responsibility for our happiness, right? We can't control everything, but we can control some things. We can control our thoughts. We can listen to ourselves and what we need right? We can let people be themselves. We can let go of things. We can take responsibility for letting go of things that don't serve us. And we can take responsibility for our happiness and put it first. On the back of my business card, it says, my happiness comes first, because that is the first thing that we need to do. We need to take responsibility for our happiness. It's our true north. So when I was in the super funk, um, in the happiness, in the responsibility, I let go of my giant overwhelming expectations of the day, right? That was something that I let go of because there wasn't anything I was going to accomplish that day. And then I let, I, I listened, I, I moved to the side and I listened to my judgy pants, my, my inner critic telling me all of what I was a failure at and all of what I couldn't do. Right. So I listened to that piece, but I didn't embody that piece. And I didn't let it consume me. I didn't just give up and say, I'm not going to do this keynote and everything sucks. Right. I listened and I took responsibility for my happiness on that day, which opened the door to the second key of self-leadership, which is resilience. I can't say enough about resilience. So my secret sauce of resilience is patience compassion, consistency, courage, and curiosity. I was patient. I, I sat with myself in a state of curiosity and compassion and patience. I kept coming back. I didn't just give up, right? Consistency. And I did something courageous that I didn't think was possible when I woke up that day was that I, I wrote some of the keynote out of my head to keep moving me forward. And so both taking responsibility for my happiness and engaging my resilience, they opened the door 
to the third key of self-leadership, which is support. We have such a hard time. We helpers have such a hard time with support because we like to be the support people. We like to be the people who, you know, other people might owe us stuff, but we don't owe anybody anything, right? Because we're always over helping and we're always overdoing it, right? But one that robs other people of lessons. That's what I've learned. If we do everything for like our kids and other people, it robs them of learning lessons that they need to be joyful in their own lives. And two, it robs us of of joy, right? Because we're doing so many things. We're, we're decreasing the amount of time that we have to, you know, to live our joyful lives. Um, so the support that I use today, I use that day and I use every day is I meditated. And when I meditate, I feel like I connect to something higher than me. Sometimes it's my higher power. Sometimes it's God. Sometimes it's the universe. Um, sometimes it's like my future self or my little me just to remember her in all of her little playful cheerleaderness, mommy's little helper. Or like I meditate to say like, all right, big badass future me. What do I got to do now? Right. And I open up to that support, that support, that loving support and guidance. And sometimes I have to listen to my inner temper tantrums to get, to get to that other point. Um, I also scheduled time. Um, I think it was the next day to have a walk with a friend. So I could continue to process what happened. Um, so support is a huge key. And we are so, us helpers are so bad at receiving it because we like to give it. Um, but it's so important to receiving all the abundance in life. We need to also ask for and receive support. So third key is support. Fourth key, emotional intelligence. Good Lord. I feel like I could write a, write a whole book on emotional intelligence. Um, I started out as someone who had three emotions. I had, I feel good, fine, and maybe nervous or weird. That was my, that was what I had. Some people have good and bad or great. That was my language. Um, through my um, year, years of transformational healing, um, and every single day, I, I develop emotional intelligence. So how do I do this? The first thing that I have, that we have to learn to do is listen to our feelings. We have to sit with them. Even the uncomfortable one. Even when all of the balls are blue. There was a movie, God, I don't know why I can't think. It was a fabulous healing uh movie about our inner feelings landscape. And I love it. Um, for some reason I can't think of the name. Um, but sometimes we get scared when, when we have all, we know we have this big well of sadness or big well of grief or big well of something uncomfortable inside. And so what do we do? What do we learn how to do? I can tell you what I learned how to do. I learned how to distract myself in not just any way. I learned how to distract myself efficiently and, um, in a way that I got positive feedback from distracting myself. 
Um, because I, instead of right sitting with and listening to my feelings and learning from them, I would clean my house. I would iron my kids' clothes. I would like make even more homemade food. I don't know if that's possible. I really do like cooking now. I used to really hate it. Um, and so we got to figure out what is distracting us from. That's the first step to developing emotional intelligence is removing distractions every day so that we can feel our feelings because our feelings are our most, I, I think they're just our wisest teacher. One of our wisest teacher, our visceral reactions in our bodies and our feelings are baked in like from evolution, right? Hundreds, uh, like uh, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of years of evolutions in our body, right? That is the gift. That is the gift of intelligence that has been baked in us through those thousands of years. And a lot of us are taught to just ignore them and just go with the intelligence that we develop in our heads. But that's only one lifetime of intelligence, right? You see what I'm saying? Why not tap in to thousands of years of intelligence? Yes. And they also help us really hone in on what that next step is. And like, what's that happy next step, right? Going back to taking responsibility for our happiness. What's that next baby step towards our joyfully ever after, right? Got to develop that emotional intelligence. So, um, so what did I do on that? My burning day, I faced my emotions. I listened to what I needed in the moment and without hesitation, I gave it to myself. I knew I might make decisions or comments I regretted, like by just kind of blah, like, you know, we're vomiting all over the place. So, so I knew from my past experience, um, I did, I kind of was quiet. I fed myself and made myself some fudgy brownies and I gave myself, right. I received dog love. And then overall I ended up with a heaping plate full of the fifth key of self-leadership, self-wisdom. So what is self-wisdom? In a nutshell, I believe we all are like onions. And if you have ever seen the movie Shrek, you know where I'm going with this. We all have these layers. We're these multi, multi, multi-layered people, right? Individuals, beautiful kaleidoscopes, evolving kaleidoscopes of um, just evolving, changing, wise beings. Most of us, myself included, have really strong outer layers. The outer layers of our onion are who we are in relation to other people, like what our relationships are for a spouse um, or a mom or an auntie, um, a business owner, a volunteer. So all these things in relation to other people and animals. And the second layer is our hard skills, right? All of what we learn up here in our noggin, all those hard skills that we learn along the way. So that's mostly how we present ourselves, right? When we when we um, shake hands with people, um, when we talk about ourselves, they're usually these two layers, right? Who we are in relation to other people and what we do for a living. But there, uh, I discovered in my transformational healing journey that... There are many more layers to us than those two. <laughs> there's actually quite a few. There's um, there's like our soft skill. There's our personality. Um, there are there's a whole layer of what our core beliefs are, 
and what our core values are and how we heal, right? We all have different ways in which we need to recuperate and how we connect to something greater than ourselves, right? And what we believe in, in terms of, you know, something greater than ourselves. So all these other juicy, juicy layers. And in my journey, I realized that I wasn't just the top two, that there's all these other multi-layers. Um, so I, um, in, in my burning day, so having the knowledge in one of my layers that I'm an extroverted feeler. So that I need days, um, I need to process internally and then I need to process externally, right? And, and sometimes I write poems. Um, so I took care of my extroverted um, feeler on that day and I knew how I needed to heal from this burning day, even though I felt like, you know, I don't know when we're in the moment and when we have feelings, we feel like it's going to be forever and everything's a catastrophe. Um, but I knew from prior experience that I was just going to keep, keep asking myself this question. It's like, how can I take care of myself now? My dad was in the hospital recently. Like I went through a lot of grief and right sitting with unknown. And so those days I was like, how can I, how can I sit with my grief and show up um, for my family and show up for my business? Right. And so I had to take care of myself differently on those days. Like right now I'm pivoting my business to open up um, one-on-one coaching. Um, And so I need to take care and, and do things uh, differently, uh, based on who I am as a person. I can't just say, Oh, someone does one on one coaching this way. So therefore I'm just going to cut and paste it and put it on my website called that. No, because I'm different. I want to really, um, you know, I want to open up like people can come over and have coffee with me as our, as my coaching, um, and things like that. So, so yeah, the fifth key of self-leadership. So the five keys, Responsibility, resilience, support, emotional intelligence, and self-wisdom. I'll be talking a lot about it in the coming um, months. If you would like more information uh, about uh, self-leadership coaching or figuring out how to get yourself out of those pesky emotional and thought loops that we kind of get stuck in and just want, you know, someone to sit there with you and process. Uh, you can always email me at howdy at HeidiEster.com or go to HeidiEster.com forward slash contact me. All right. Now is the time for the snowman of affirmation. So what does my little snowman who never melts in the summer full of these lovely pink and green and yellow and orange notes, what affirmation does the snowman have for you today? I think I'm going to go green. Okay. <laughs> this is a funny one. I choose to be happy instead of right. There you go. I choose to take my steps towards happy instead of my steps towards right. And for any of you who follow the Enneagram, if you're an Enneagram one, this is a very challenging message for you. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this. Would love to know what you think of the tools of self-leadership. 
and feel free to reach out for me if you want to know more. Sending you love, light, and laughter. Until next time, I'm Heidi Esther.